Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sitting Together. My name is Kelsey Fox. And I'm Marcy Parker. We're convinced that sharing stories is a powerful thing, and that's what you'll hear on Sitting Together. Stories of ups and downs and mostly of God's faithfulness. We hope to encourage you, the women of Alliance, through other women of Alliance. So pull up a seat and join us as we sit together. So welcome to Sitting Together, Kelly. Thanks. This is Kelly speaking, Kelly Roten, in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome back, Marcy. Hey, welcome back. Thanks. It's good to see you. Yeah, you too. So the warm-up question for everyone else listening would be, when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be in the circus. A hundred percent was super sure I was going to be in the circus on those, like those ribbons, you know, the girls that Mm -hmm. twirled on the ribbons. Um, a few issues with that were, um, um, I'm afraid of heights. That would be an issue. (laughs) And I get motion sickness. Wow. The odds were really stacked against you. Yes. The odds were not in my favor. So, um, that, that career path did not work out. Okay. Yeah. But I was sure that that's what I wanted to be for years okay until an unhealthy age like probably 17 maybe 15 is it when you decided you had to figure out what you wanted to do in college that you realized oh maybe no i think it's when i realized that if i couldn't do um the push-ups in the pe test (laughs) i probably couldn't (laughs) probably couldn't hang myself from the ribbons and hold on and twirl at the same time so I decided to go for something different at that point. That seems like a great <laughs> amount of self-awareness at a young age. So I mean, mm-hmm. you had a good on it you. Out at some point. Good on you. Yeah. So that's enlightening. It is. Well, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Some Two fun, fun facts. facts. And not like we don't want the things that everyone knows from your social media. You know, like we want. We want the good stuff that not many people know. I feel like people, I feel like I'm pretty open book. Like I don't know what y'all would not know. Um, I hate Try sand. Us. I hate sand, but mm. I feel like you both maybe knew that. I don't think I did. I don't, I don't, I, I do not love the beach because mm-hmm. I don't like the unruliness of sand. I do not appreciate the way it goes where it wants to go. Mm. I would like for it to follow the directions. Gotcha. Be on the beach. That's totally fine, but don't be in my bed, on my floor, right. on my shower. Yeah. I don't, I don't appreciate that. It's intrusive. Intrusive is a really good word. (laughs) It is. Comes where it's not welcome. I do not like it. I do not like it. Same I am. That's what makes me think. I do not like it. Um, My very first job that I actually got paid for outside of like babysitting as I worked at a tobacco research station. (laughs) So, So. No. I did. I did. When I was 16. Okay. I think I was 16, probably. Um, I worked at a tobacco research station, so I got up and I went to work at 6 a.m. Oh, goodness. And we worked in a tobacco field doing research until 10 a.m., and then I was done the rest of the day. I only worked four hours a day. It was a really good job, but it was definitely way outside of my norm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't learn and anything for the research. I was like the grunt work. Okay. And can you tell everyone where you grew up? Just I feel like this is important to this conversation. Like you didn't grow up in like Portland, Oregon, right? I I grew up in a little town um, near Durham, North Carolina. It's called Oxford. Okay. And now it all makes sense. Yeah. Little rural, rural Oxford. That's what it was. Yep. How long have you been at Alliance? Oh, goodness. 
Um, I came a little bit in college, but it wasn't really my home church Mm -hmm. until uh, maybe a year after we were married. So about 13 years, maybe. That's a that's an estimate. So you've been married about 14 yes, to ma'am. Nate. Yes, ma'am. And you have how many children? Three children. Okay. Um, Anna Gray is 11, Sam is 8, and Eliza is 5. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's more than two, so we appreciate your generosity with yes. your information. <laughs> Sorry. That was a lot of facts. No, it's good. We I'm just saying thank you. I, we, we are appreciative for yes. your willingness well, to really share more than two fun facts. that y'all didn't know. I did not know about the tobacco research. I don't, many Nor people I think I had heard that, but I had forgotten, so it was. I love that. It fell afresh. It's not <laughs> something that most people can say. You're right. Correct. So, yeah. That's great. Thanks. You're thanks welcome. for that. Yes. Um, you are really involved here, Alliance. Um, <laughs> is that a question? <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a statement. It's okay. like an in-between statement, yes, you know. Sure. Um, and you were involved long before you worked here, which is pretty recent. Correct. And volunteering, working in a lot of different ministries, especially yes. in kids' ministry. Um, so what have you learned about being willing to say yes to opportunities that God has given you that you don't necessarily feel gifted in or called to? Because it seems like those opportunities opportunities have found you, correct? Which really the Lord yeah, has 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 offered you those opportunities. Mm-hmm. It seems. So, how? What have you learned from that? From saying yes to those things that are kind of outside of your wheelhouse, you might think. I feel like I should say that most all of my volunteer opportunities, honestly, have been outside my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think. I mean, I worked in the nursery before we had kids. I had no idea about babies. I'm not, they were great to hold. Like I was the one that stayed on the floor and like rolled around with the kids, but I didn't know anything about babies. I was definitely underqualified Mm -hmm. for that. Um, But I did it because there was a need. Um, And then, you know, I was, there are so many different opportunities that have presented themselves like, welcoming people or and that's kind of I think that's where I started maybe in women's ministry Mm -hmm. was just welcoming people to blueprint right because I can easily open a door I can Mm -hmm. I I have no problem saying hey how are you welcome Mm -hmm. getting people where they need Mm -hmm. to be after that I get real nervous about the conversations (laughs) like welcoming seemed to be where it was but then from there um when people ask me to do things I often say no First, I mean, that's a little tidbit about me. Mercy can attest. Yes. I often say no, yes. maybe even a few times. Um, I just keep asking. That's true, which is like your faithfulness and asking truly is. It teaches me that I need to keep asking people, mm-hmm. really, because um, basically every time I've said yes, it has given God an opportunity to show me something and grow something in me that I would not have had the opportunity if I had said no, whether yeah. it was leadership, whether it was um, even things as specific as um, at just certain organizational skills or um, e- even being able to talk to people past the, hey, how are you? And then get nervous. I mean, there are things like that. Yeah. Things like standing on a stage, that is not my thing. But but you've done it well. I have, I have done it. I'm not sure that well is the appropriate thing, but God taught me things through that a hundred percent. And, and so I would say if I were going to sit and wait for what I thought would be the perfect opportunity for me to serve, I would have missed 
so much growth because even I, you know, sometimes you can't look at yourself and see yourself growing. Even I can look back and see that I have, that, that the Lord has done a big old work in me. Uh, not, I'm still have a really long way to go. So (laughs) he was working with minimal. Join the party here. (laughs) Long way to go. All of us. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. There's There's just joy in serving. Yeah. Even if it's not where I feel like I am real, I've never felt like I'm really good at this thing that I'm serving in, but there's joy in being able to serve other people. Yeah. You said that like he's taught you a lot of things. (laughs) 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 What would one or two of those things be? Well, one of the big ones is that there's joy. Like when you, and, and even when I feel as though I'm not the perfect person, um, one of the most beautiful things is that people don't really need you to be the perfect person. And they just don't. Um, the, they just need somebody who loves people or loves the Lord or has that heart. And I, I, I was always afraid of, and still, if I'm honest, just afraid of um, making a fool of myself or not doing what I needed to do or yeah. making more work for somebody. Or, um, but but the truth is, it since I've been in leadership opportunities and things mm-hmm. like that is really. It just takes a heart of service. That's what it takes. And so God has taught me a lot about having a heart of service, that it's not that I'm serving the people, it's that I'm serving him, that I'm serving his people. Yeah, that is something I love about you is that I've watched you over the last 13, 14 years as you've been involved in mom's group, Mm -hmm. uh, mops, blueprint. You've also been involved in Bible studies. You've been involved in our night for women. You are always willing to just say, what do I need to do? Whether it is your gifting, because you are gifted, but you're willing to step out of that box. And I right. so appreciate that. Sometimes it takes a few asks. But, it sure does. But generally, mm-hmm. much like sitting around this table, right. it takes a few asks. It, it does. <laughs> but generally, it, Side point. it generally gets to the point of... Is it what Uh, you're supposed to do? In my brain, it gets to the point of, if this can serve the Lord, Mm -hmm. then sure. And I love that attitude. Well, it, it takes a bit to get Mm -hmm. there. I mean, you have to really, I don't, I don't always do that well, which if I did, I would probably say yes on the first time, not Mm -hmm. the second or third. So, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for serving so faithfully. Well, thanks for saying that. It's my, I do, I really do love doing it. Mm -hmm. And I find that I'm more involved when I'm serving in some way. Right. So, no, that makes sense. I just was, when you were talking, when you were both talking, I was thinking about, um, I mean, it's all through the Old Testament where God says, like, it's not your burnt offerings that I desire. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. and if we're like thinking about it in our context now, like I think of it like it's it's not your greatest gift that I desire, right. you know, that you could show off yourself or, right. you know, that right. you could bring to me, but your heart. And and your willingness and that it reminded me of that when you were talking about that, that, that like, that's what the Lord can take and use. Not that he can't Mm -hmm. use your greatest gift. Of course he can. He gave it to you, Mm -hmm. but you know, your surrender to him and in areas that you feel weak or that I feel weak, you know, allows his greatness to shine even more. So good word. Thank you. I try to remind myself a lot that, um, 
don't know, is it Colossians where it says, do all things as though you're doing them for the Lord. Work work as though you're working into the Lord. And we try to remind our kids of that too. Um, but it may, I mean, it makes a difference. And yeah. anybody that knows my love for glory days, the, um, the verse that we, that it was founded on was Romans eleven thirty six, which is from him, through him and to him are all mm-hmm. things to God be the glory. And I really do say that to myself a lot. Yeah. Like I'm doing this not for my glory. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this because it's something I woke up and go, woohoo, I really want to whatever, take out the trash, whatever it is. <laughs> is that yeah. all the things come from God and is all going back to him mm-hmm. for his glory. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just focusing my mind. I am not perfect at this. I feel like I should say that I fail more times than I succeed in a day. But yeah. I love how you just kind of told us about your kids and how you're intentional with Mm -hmm. them. So I'm going to move on to the next question in the sense of tell us how you're practically intentional, practical with your kids and teaching them discipleship. Um, I, uh, you get the point. I feel like over the years we've done a lot of different things. Nate and I have, Mm -hmm. um, some stick, some don't. I feel like we're always trying new things. Um, like, you know, we've read through the storybook Bible. We've, Mm -hmm. um, we've set aside time to read devotions as a family. Um, we are right now working on memorizing scripture together as a family. So, uh, we pick certain scriptures to memorize every week and we talk about them at the dinner table. Uh, one of the things that we do often and I, I'm, is that we try to instill in our kids that that this heart of service mm-hmm. um, that, that God called us to serve people. So even when yeah. we don't feel like going or we don't feel like doing or we, that, that we serve people and my kids have very generous hearts. And they do. Yes. A lot of times they are very mm-hmm. willing to give whatever, give of themselves, give of their time. Um, they will cut even in the church, like it, whether I'm volunteering or working or whatever, there are lots of times when I will say, you know, what, this is a service opportunity and they will come in and they will work with me mm-hmm. or they will set up like for glory days, they would come an hour before it started and set up the whole parking lot. And I mean, just trying to instill in them that mm-hmm. the things that we do are to serve other people. Right. That's good. Right now, Anna mm-hmm. Gray and I are doing a Bible study together. I, we are not very good at sticking to the same thing. <laughs> like we, we tend to change. We all tend to shift or do something different based on schedules, based on where our attitude is, based on what our time schedules, like things like that. But that's good. And I'm sure that would have to change just as your kids grow up. Like, you know, where it was when it was only Anna Gray is different now that you have three. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, their ages now are different than they were three years ago, clearly, because that's how that works when you grow and get older. There, there are people that I aspire to be like, there are people that are so that I would not say that we are necessarily always strong in this. And there are people that we, we aspire to do the things that they do. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's something we are growing in as a family constantly. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of room for growth in those types of things. So, yeah. But I think, you know, from where I'm sitting, hearing it, is that you're aware of it and you're doing something about it. Right. Which, I I mean, I'm not a parent, but I can imagine is, is the biggest thing, right? Like you have to be intentional. Sure. Like think, even if it changes, well, at least you're doing something like you're, you're making efforts and you're being intentional about 
even saying, hey, this is why we're doing this. Oh, this is why we're going to church, or this is why we're serving this person in this way, because X, Y, Z. And that, in and of itself, there's so much value in that. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but what it seems like you're saying is that you're, you're doing things, and we're you know, like you're trying. making effort, sure. you're making effort, and you're being intentional about discipling your kids in different ways and in practical ways. And there are things that are that Nate and I get passionate about in waves as well. Like, um, you know, for a couple years now, I've read and been thinking about hospitality and how, what that looks like and what that looks like as a family and in a house. We live in a tiny house, not like an actual tiny house. I was going like to say, you might want to. <laughs> like a smaller house, 1,200-ish yeah. square feet with all five of us. So inviting lots of people in is hard, but we have a big yard. Right. So mm-hmm. we can invite people out, um, that kind of thing. But I have assumed, <laughs> that sounds weird, we can invite yeah. people out. Where do you get? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Um, we go out to our yard. <laughs> but I have a super good friend who is very good about her her goal is to be she is like the ultimate at hospitality whether it's people coming in or taking things to people like her home is always open to children to neighbors to you know and we we are I mean she has taught me a lot Mm -hmm. through through prayer and just how to how to open your house and how to open your life and so that's something that my kids see too is that we are always going to have an open house and you can always come Mm -hmm. um and i I pray that they will be like that when they grow up yeah they will always have a place where people can come and talk or rest or just lay on the couch and go to sleep if that's what you Mm -hmm. need to do whatever it is so i think it's a good thing to model for our kids for sure so yeah i mean I remember what it was like growing up, like always wanting more people to come. Mm -hmm. So I think that kids are a lot more aware Mm -hmm. than maybe sometimes we give them credit for as far as, you know, what, what happens in our homes and your kids definitely do that. They're like, Oh, come on in. You know, I mean, (laughs) I, I definitely see that in them that I think that they've gotten from you and Nate because you have that attitude. So thanks. I hope so. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like somebody knocks on the door and they just say come in without looking i feel like there are some like stranger danger things we might need to teach because we fall short on that or like people walk up into the yard and they just carry out sam is super friendly and we'll just carry on a conversation with anybody that will talk back yeah Mm -hmm. so um he he definitely has that um much better than i do so yeah it's neat thanks So we talked about earlier how you have volunteered a lot in a lot of different areas and how you recently joined the Staff Alliance. Yes. So you have a broad perspective, I would say, from from a lot of different angles. Okay. Okay. So how, how, so from from having that perspective, from your experience, how do you think that we should encourage people to pray for or, or help meet the needs of people that are in ministry? Um, I I have really thought about this question a lot, um, honestly, because I I feel like, and I could be wrong, so I just want to say that I work part-time at the church, like I'm a a part-time employee. So for full-time people, it will be different. For for different personalities, it will be different. Um, I feel like there are some generalities. Yep. There is some general knowledge that goes along with that. 
I think that's a word. And I feel like it, but I feel like part of this is that it doesn't matter whether it's staff or volunteers, or whatever it is, people in leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that um, I am super guilty of is that I put people in leadership on this uh, pillar, even though I try not to. Like I yeah. hold them to a higher standard, which mm-hmm. is fine. Hold them to a higher standard. Um, but when they fail, it hurts more. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. more upset. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of the things that um, I have realized throughout different different opportunities is that um not that it should come as any great shock but that we all fall short yeah. Yeah. leadership we we will fall short yeah. we we mm-hmm. are human um and so i think one of the things that has always stuck out to me is to constantly be in prayer like um there was a time when i just for the church before I even worked here is there was a time when I wrote down, um, all of the staff people's names and on a, on a certain day. And I would just pray for them that day, whether mm-hmm. it's and, and like, it, it could be praying for balance in their life. It is hard to balance as it is for any job, but the people who serve in ministry serve because their heart is for the people that they're serving. Yeah. Like m- my heart is for these people and I carry their burdens Mm -hmm. and I think about them constantly and they're always there. And so being able to balance that with family, with life, with all those things. So being able to pray for balance, praying for your leaders families, like Mm -hmm. as a family unit, whatever their family looks like, just because we're in leadership doesn't mean we don't struggle with family things. Like we all have the same Mm -hmm. struggles. So praying for families, um, praying for wisdom and discernment and, and how, how to go, where to go in your ministry, where to, how to, how to meet the needs of the people the best. Um, and, and just, one of the things that bothers me most is when if someone's upset at something I've done and they just get mad and I don't ever know about it until way, way later, I just wish they would tell me or, or, you know, pray, pray for me. Mm -hmm. Like if you disagree, uh, that's okay. I'm okay with a disagreement. Just instead of maybe yelling it at me, just pray about it. (laughs) Pray it at me. Is that wrong? I I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's forgotten that, um, that people in ministry have the same life struggles that everyone else does. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't, Marcy, what would you say to that question? I mean, you are full-time ministry. What would you add? I love it that you brought out that we're just people. We are yeah. we are just people that have been given an opportunity to serve yeah. as either full-time or part-time staff. Yeah. Um, we have the same emotions. We have the same, <laughs> we really do. We, we, yeah. we are can be easily offended. We can be easily um, angered. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we're just people. We're human. Mm-hmm. And so just to pray for us that we would... Mm-hmm. One react well right. that we would we would not cause someone else to stumble, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's, that's all of our hearts is that we don't want our our, our church family and our, mm-hmm. our our women and our men to to stumble. Mm-hmm. We want to encourage them. We want to equip them. We want to make sure they are doing life the best that they can. Yeah. And I think if they they 
if, if we're praying for each other, mm-hmm. I think that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do. So I'm going to ask, would you mind praying for our staff here at Alliance? Pray for the staff. Just let's pray for pray for let's pray for our church family. Okay, sure. Let's do it that way. Okay. All right. Father God, um, I want to thank you for this opportunity that we just get to sit around and talk about what's on our hearts. Um, thank you for the opportunity that I get to share what's on my heart. Lord, I lift up, um, first of all, the, the staff and the volunteers and the people who give of themselves to this church, to Alliance. Um, the people who work in this building are some of the most... Um, I don't even know how to say it, Lord. You know their hearts. Their hearts are so much for you. Um, they so badly want to shepherd people. They they love people. They love these people. Um, and so, God, I would I, I ask that you would continue to um, help them all grow, that you would help them all lead and lead well, that you would keep us above reproach, that you would, mm-hmm. um, I, Lord, I include, you know, all of the staff and the elders and the volunteer leaders and everybody in that. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I pray for our church family, mm-hmm. um, the, the family of Alliance. I pray for their hearts, Lord, to be... Um, receptive to what is to what is taught Lord I pray that they would um, that they would find this joy in serving and serving the church and serving you God I pray for their um, their heart just their hearts mm-hmm. Lord to be bent ever every day more and more towards you that our eyes all of our eyes would be fixed more and more on you and that Mm -hmm. we as a church body would be able to encourage each other that way and god i pray for your church like the global church i pray god for um us to have the strength to stand up when we need to stand up Mm -hmm. god that we would contend for the faith that we would Mm -hmm. stay strong Mm -hmm. for you that we would be in your word that we would um that we would clothe ourselves in in you, in your armor, in your dignity, in your righteousness every day, and that every step that we take would be for you. Um, Lord, I pray that as the global church, we would also be able to encourage each other, to build each other up, to love each other, um, and just that we would serve you well, that all things would be done for your glory. Mm. Uh, it's in your son's precious name I pray these things. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. You were the first person to pray on the podcast. Yes. So wow. thank you so much. Lucky me. Yeah. Very exciting. For those of you who don't know, praying out loud used to be a big fat stressor for me. I still get a little anxious. I just love it that she always thinks about it. to me. <laughs> I do. I do. Marcy knows now. She knows like the secret. A natural weakness yes. for when Marcy okay. asks. So I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. Kind of end up this, uh, wrap up this interview here. Yeah. If you were sitting with a friend at a table, okay, because you know we're sitting together. Sure. What would you be eating and drinking? I personally would be drinking a Dr Pepper. Okay. Always. Mm. Um, if it if it were my choice, what I would be eating, it would definitely be a cheeseburger. Mm. Sounds um, great. Yes. <laughs> I mean that it would be. Um, I, 
But I, I also, like, if the other person had a favorite food, I would be fine with that, too. Like, I'm not real picky about food. Okay. As long as it's not fish. I won't eat fish. Or eggs, apparently. Or I will eat the eggs. I just won't be very happy about it. But I would do it for a friend. It's <laughs> very kind of you. Very loving. But Dr. Pepper and a cheeseburger all day mm. long. Okay. That sounds great. Marcy, I think we need to make our way over to Kelly's house. So I would so, too. I would have totally. Put the burgers on the grill. Yeah. I would be ready. All sounds right. great. I love a good burger. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for letting me. Yeah, and everyone listening, Kelly is the kind of person you want to know. Oh, that's so So. sweet. Know that we should set our... We should probably set our goals a little higher, oh, but goodness. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, it's true. Marcy knows it's true, too. Yes. Thank you. So thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you for letting me. Okay. Yeah. 